Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters— I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Elizabeth Dutton. Zarin Burnett. Do you know what's ridiculous? I do. Oh. I do. You going to share with a brother? <laughs> yes. Now, this is a departure. I don't normally do these sort of things, but I have... I have a product mashup for you. No. Wait, what is a product mashup? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, here's the thing. Yes. It's a, these are gold mines of ridiculousness. <laughs> uh-huh. They're always ridiculous. Oh, yes. And so much fun to picture. And all of our rude dudes, our <laughs> listeners out there, constantly send more and more in. So you're telling me they're all working against me. Yes. <laughs> what you're saying. Yes. That's what I hear. Okay. Yes. And Conspiring with you. <laughs> but working through the power of ridiculousness. Do they also know I picture everything you say? Is that mm-hmm. how this works? Mm-hmm. Been... I mean, seriously, like, best listeners in the world. We already know that. Totally. But they come through. So <laughs> this one, um, you know how Coors Light, the cans? Oh, God, no. <laughs> we used to call it Sewer's Light. That's okay, Coors, Coors Light. Light. Yeah. You know how the cans change color to let yeah, you know yeah, it's cold? How cold it is. Yeah, because it's the coldest tasting beer. Well, I'm sorry, but it's as cold <laughs> as the Rockies. Um, so it, like the, in 2007, they did the color changing uh-huh. labels. Um, but now they're like, well, what happens if I pour it into a pint glass? How is anyone going to know how cold their beer is supposed to be? Oh, that is a problem. Because so many people are drinking Coors Light out of a pint glass. <laughs> <laughs> you, or it just the koozie covers yeah, it up on you know, the can. draft style. That's how I like <laughs> yes, my exactly. Coors Light. So, oh, not having Guinness tonight? Coors, Coors Light. Coors Light. Can I interest you? Um, so it's very hoppy. They, uh, they've come up with a product mm-hmm. that also changes colors. It goes from silver to mountain blue. Oh, my God. I can only imagine the chemicals involved in this. It is nail polish. (laughs) Oh, God. And it's called Chill Polish. (laughs) Of course. So uh, it said, the brand says, you paint your nails, hold your pint glass, and voila, see the blue or not so blue if your beer's too warm results. Wait, so the Question, beer is how chilling through the whole finger? Through your fingertips. <laughs> into, this does not sound like, like... I thought you'd have to like rest your fingernails against the outside totally. of the pint glass. <laughs> so now my finger is a mood ring for my beer? I guess. Well, here's the thing is it's like it's supposed to be, what, 43 degrees or something? Is there... Essentially, whatever. Yeah, somewhere in there. So it's, it's 42, pretty much you yeah. can tell what the temperature is outside, I guess, if you do that. Um, <laughs> Touch your just, window. Well, no, when you're walking to the bus stop and you look and you go, oh, dang, it is cold out here. Um, so here's here's what they said. the holiday This holiday season, Coors Light is bringing chill right to your fingertips. Thank Coors you. Coors Light should always be served as cold as the Rockies. 
But sometimes it's hard to know when you're drinking from a pint glass. Sometimes it's hard to know what is going on in your life. <laughs> so we've brought our cold-activated technology to nail polish to ensure your pint of beer is just the right temperature. I, I think you're supposed to meeting. dip your finger into it. So we got nail polish for all of our Coors Light drinkers. As a former ad man, can I, can yes, I point yes, something out? Producer Dave, please. Tap the Rockies was right there. All you have to do is <laughs> oh, take your nails see? and tap them against the glass because you're see? tapping the Rockies. Like, tapping why the Rockies. Did you do that? God, it is opportunity. They needed your technical skills. I know. Well, you know what? For all of these products that I am pushing, <laughs> why aren't they sending me free samples? And that I am you're welcome, Coors. Yeah. at me. They also said that it's not just for the ladies, that men can wear it too. Oh, yeah. No, I, I figure... mean, I know a lot of guys who wear nail polish. True. And none of them Straight, have bad taste gay, to somewhere drink in between. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of deadbeat friends. No, I, I actually, I don't think I know anyone who drinks Coors or I Coors do. Light. I'm sorry. <laughs> You drink it? <laughs> no, I don't drink it, but I have friends that do it. I'm embarrassed for well, them. Well, let's get them some nail polish. I'm going to get them nail polish. I'm All like, right. Here you go. Well, ask Santa Claus for it. It's $7 a bottle at the Coors Light Shop online. And if you wait a couple months, it'll be at the dollar store. <laughs> or yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so that ba -ba -ba -ba, is ridiculous. Certified, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I... Uh, if you got a second before you go, I have something ridiculous for you. It's, yes. It doesn't involve any cold-changing technology, but it does involve technology. <gasps> I like <Yeah>. technology. <clears throat> and love. I like love. Imagine a love story, Elizabeth. Okay. Now, this love story turns into a love triangle mm. featuring not one, but two astronauts. Oh. Yes. And one of the astronauts, while wearing an adult diaper so that they never have to pull over for bathroom breaks, drives 900 miles nonstop across five states so they can confront their love rival and break up the triangle. Oh, uh, I, Houston, oh I remember this. We have a problem. A love problem. <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Elizabeth. Zarin. We don't cover enough love stories. Would no, we really don't. I mean, like, I feel kind of, I've been loath about that. I mean, I had Guy Fieri, but mm -hmm. I really haven't been looking <laughs> to the love stories. Now, this week, I want to tell you about a love story that may live on the fringes of your memory. You said you kind of remember yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the story of the adult diaper and the astronaut love triangle. Yeah. Which, by the way, that'd be a great name for like a new wave punk band. The adult, wait, the Adult what? diaper and the astronaut love triangle. I like it. Right? Okay. I'd want to be adult diaper, the flyer. lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now, our hero, our heroine today is Lisa Nowak. Uh, she was a NASA astronaut and our ridiculous criminal. Mm -hmm. Now, Lisa Nowak was, being an astronaut, a badass. You know, she was driven, like, very goals-oriented. She's raised in Maryland. She graduates from high school in 1981, and she attends the U.S. Naval Academy. dun da da, -da. Good job for you, Lisa. <laughs> she leaves with a degree in aerospace engineering. She goes to graduate program in aerospace engineering that follows. Then, after getting her graduate degree, she graduates from Naval Test Pilot School. Oh, wow. Just step after step after step. Right. June 1987, she earns her wings, becomes a Naval Flight Officer. Now, in the cockpit, she flies over 30 different aircraft. She's amazing. 1,500 flight hours. Just, like I said, total badass. Yeah. Then she goes on to become an aerospace engineer for NASA. Girl's impressive, she's right? A, you know I'm what? Like, she's a badass astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll see myself out. In 1996, she gets selected to join NASA Astronaut Corps, which is the training program at Johnson Space Center in mm -hmm. Houston, as you well know. And <laughs> Houston is where Mission Control is located. Thus, Houston, we have a problem. Now, before we dive into her time at NASA, Elizabeth, I would like to tell you a little bit more about Lisa Nowak. Yes, you, you I'd like second? to know and, more about this woman. Yeah, now, like I said, total go-getter, uh, straight shooter, total focused, badass, just a real cowboy. I'm telling you, she is a, a heroic figure of the American dream, right? Okay. 
But Lisa also is complicated, contains multitudes. She likes to collect rubber stamps. She likes to fill out crossword puzzles. She loves gourmet cooking and going sailing. She's an avid runner and cyclist. She's also a skeet shooter, and she loves (laughs) the soft look and feel of the African violet, her favorite flower. I read a lot about Lisa. It sounds like <laughs> like her personal diaries. Totally. Well, it, it's funny. NASA has these files on all the astronauts, and it has, like, their likes and dislikes, like long walks, moonlit nights, you know? <laughs> anyway, so she's also a dedicated and loving mother. Now, in an interview that she did with Ladies Home Journal, Lisa talked about the difficulties of being an astronaut mom, and she said, and I quote, Along the way, when I was going through all the baby training and all that, even my mother was questioning it. How are you going to be able to do all these things? Well, I don't know. I'll find out as I go. Hmm. Right? I like her attitude. She's got pluck. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. Yeah, that's what you want from an astronaut. Now, her husband, also a NASA guy, hmm. so he worked at Mission Control in Houston, this, which means the dude's super busy, too. He's doing all the same stuff, working 70-hour weeks. Now, you may be guessing, oh, what does this mean for parenting duties? Is, you know, Lisa the primary caregiver? It is the late 80s, early 90s we're talking about. Uh-huh. The expectations for men were a little different. Right. What they could get away with was a little different in terms of not doing. Uh-huh. And by all accounts, though, he was a very involved father. So he was a, a total partner with her. They were also a very popular couple, you know, very astronaut like, you know, having oh, yeah. parties and all that. But at the same time, not only were they socially active, they didn't wear their astronaut on their sleeves. Like, they didn't want to be known as, like... <laughs> they didn't wear, like, silky jackets that said, like, Mr. and Mrs. Astropop, and we're just all, hey, everybody. Coming over, making jokes about their moon boots. We were knocking moon well, they're, boots. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> no, they're like the people who go away for a semester, and all they talk yeah, about totally. is, like, they Ibiza. Come, mm-hmm. And then, so come they're like, well, I don't know, like, when you're in space, it's a little bit different. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> now, listen, when I say astronaut, what do you think of? Like, who do you think of? What does astronaut mean to you? I feel like you're making me write like a sixth grade essay. Okay. Well, what astronauts it, mean, what to mean to me? To you, Elizabeth? <laughs> I think of, I, okay, this is how small and, and bizarrely taped together my brain is. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of like, you know, you have like the, the person in like the, the moon suit, right? Mm-hmm. But I have... I have these earrings that are <laughs> little astronaut guys, mm-hmm. and like one's like reaching out, and the other one is just kind of like I don't know, bending over or something inappropriate. <laughs> I just admit that's what I think. That's of. what you think of <laughs> inappropriately sexually staged astronauts. Well, you went better the, earrings. You went. You went there. I was just curious. I knew it was going to be a good answer and you, one that I could I not anticipate. Well, for a lot of people, there's the Moon Man, the MTV right, logo, yeah. right, with the big glass helmet. Yeah, and then, so I don't see them, like, in a pod, like, flying through the air, mm-hmm. whatever. I see them floating and... Oh, I like that. And, like, like in, tethered to nothing. <laughs> 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 floating in space and having, like, their tether un- unattached and their... Bye. Did you like that George Clooney scene yes. when he floated? <laughs> yes, I <Okay>. did. <laughs> now, space travel, it used to be one of the most exciting things human beings could <laughs> used do. Used to be? Well, no, it did. It was I like, think it's still pretty exciting. Yeah, but not, I mean... Are I you over it? No, I don't mean me. I think the general public is over it in terms of it being so wow and amazing. It used to be like our future. We were going to be yeah. these space-traveling apes, right? And then now that just boils down to Elon Musk is taking us to Mars. But that's not, well, whatever. But like all the rich guys going mm-hmm. into quote-unquote space, they're sure. not going into like space space. Oh, yeah, you know the low Earth orbit and all they're that. They're not going to yeah. drift off forever. <laughs> they're not going to be able to, They would be brought back to Earth. <laughs> they're not like all anti-gravity and like... If anything bad happened, they would come back yeah. down. Yeah. Or, you know, the other thing I think of with astronauts, astronaut Mark Kelly. Yeah. Right? Well, he will show up in this story because <gasps> I know how much you like him. No way. Yeah. He's... Okay. Now, it turns out, if you think about it, what I mean about this whole space age and all the stuff that was the cool, like, Kennedy-era start of the space program that lasted for decades. Well, by the 90s, no one really cared if there was a new shuttle launch. Yeah, that's true, I guess. It wasn't news. No one was, like, excited to see it. They weren't, like, if you tell, like, oh, there's an astronaut coming to your school. It wasn't the same as in 1972 if an astronaut was coming to your school. I will give you that. You know who gets fired up still? Who? Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) Does he really? I guess. Don't you think? (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? I don't track Neil deGrasse Tyson the way you do. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just spitballing here. I feel like he would. I I bet he does, though. 
<laughs> now, as it turns out, the space race and all that, it was apparently mostly a response to the Soviet dream of expansion into space and lunar conquest. In the U.S., we spent billions to beat the Soviets to mm -hmm. the moon. We get there first, la-da-da, win the space race. We keep doing programs, but... Once the Soviet Union collapses, so does our desire to go to space. Yeah. If you really look at it, it yeah. the numbers, it's not me. This is like, just like, oh, so we really just were doing this because they were doing yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Okay. So now the culture, though, we, we have embraced space as a people. I mean, it does not matter what we're talking about from Star Wars to Star Trek to... Uh, Whatever, the Avengers of Endgame. Everybody, space is the place where your imagination goes. For the helpful astronaut <laughs> guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Space is the place. So, uh, you know, but it, it is, right? Like, you think about it for design aesthetics. I mean, mm -hmm. cars were made to look like rockets and bras yeah. looked like rockets. And <laughs> no, I'm saying it's like it just took over things you wouldn't yeah. even anticipate. Like, yeah. your, your butter design may be shaped by, by space-age stuff. butter design? Well, the product, like the outside, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> what we started <laughs> that, like, everyday products were Wait, shaped in unexpected ways by the butter space Butter was race. shaped like a rocket? No, not the, like, the container. What was it shaped like? It was shaped like a stick. I don't know, like <laughs> you. It's shaped like butter. I don't know what to tell you. You brought it up, my man. Well, what I mean is that like, it was a bad you example. You open the door, walk through. What I'm saying is that butter is a, is a possible example of what could have been shaped and inspired by the space race. You could. In this case, a terrible example. But... If you were having company over and you let the butter get soft <laughs> and you rolled it into a rough ball in your hand, it looks like a meteor. And then you have people. And they go, wow. You just hold your space. hand out. That's inspiring. And you go, it's space. This is space. Age and they go, oh, cool. That's space so cosmic. Age, Can I put that on my bread? <laughs> yes. Would you like some space butter? So, my point being, astronauts. <laughs> yes. The brave ones who were willing to be shot off the surface of the earth used to be impressive. That used to be cool. Yeah. And these people, they were doing this. They were being shot off the surface of the earth with the full confidence that us, we would get them back. Yeah. Like, that's wild. You're yeah. all like drifting off into space. That was a real risk. They're totally. Or just blowing oh, up. Owie, <laughs> <bloody>. <laughs> as, as you now point out, which thank you is. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. 
That's trinityschool.org. Pretty accurate. A rocket is not a safe place to work. <laughs> no. Like, I don't think OSHA would approve that. <laughs> like, okay. Well, then there's also like the re-entry thing. There's like, the, oh, the we're just going to hope up. that we got enough stuff around Let's us. Let's get this angle right. Or yeah. say goodbye to Tom. Yeah. yeah. Now, the commander of the Apollo 16 lunar landing mission, Captain John Young, who obviously knows this stuff very well, far better than I, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I quote, said this of uh, the dangers of his job. You put some people on top of four million pounds of high explosives, you light the fuse, and in eight and a half minutes, they are going eight times faster than a rifle bullet. What part of that sounds safe to you? Zero part of it. <laughs> no part of it sounds safe to me, sir. Not even one percent, Bob. Sir, no. <laughs> <laughs> sir, no, sir. <laughs> well, that is, you know, for the, the public to understand in grand terms what it is, the dangers of their job. Now, this would include the space shuttle, which people kind of forget. It's like, oh, it became mundane, but it's still super well, dangerous. Well, it looks like a space school bus, but that thing is like, <laughs> that's hardcore. Hardcore 70s and technology. And it doesn't always, you know. It does not let's always. Let's have a moment of we silence will, and respect here. Will you be respectful for the first time in your life about this, Zarin? Does that involve standing up straight? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Yes. <clears throat> oh, that's hard. Good. Okay, so Elizabeth, you had to guess. How much do you think it costs to launch a space shuttle? $10,000. <laughs> you want to guess again? No. I don't know. $5 billion. Uh, a space shuttle is it's very expensive. I'll just tell you that much. It costs. Is it one of those, you can, if you have to ask, you can't afford it? Definitely <laughs> falls in line with that. It costs $1 billion mm. every launch. Oh. Every single launch, $1 billion. That's what we like to check we signed as taxpayers, like $1 billion. See, our taxpayer. Now, the reason why is it takes 3 million individual pieces to construct a space shuttle. And those 3 million individual pieces are constructed by industries in all 50 states, Mm because Congress. Right. And uh, it requires... Well, good. I like to hear that. No, I think it's good. And 20,000 workers to prepare this one shuttle, all their labor goes into it. So it was a very costly, labor-intensive practice. And so that's why NASA was like, can we get someone else to do this? (laughs) I'm just saying. Because also, what this means is they have to constantly spend this... Charm camp, spend money on a charm campaign, making yeah. astronauts and what they're doing seem amazing. So we'll keep signing the checks, mm-hmm. right? Now, as I want to get to the the real heart of these the astronauts, what this does for them, we're going to talk a little bit about space travel. Um, okay. But first, let's take a break. Yes. And let's talk about some products inspired oh, by space travel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, after this little break, we'll be back <laughs> with more from Lisa Nowak and the Adult Typers. Elizabeth. Saren. I promised I'd take you to space. I know you did. In a glass-bottom boat. I mean that, figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go back and talk to that at the very beginning of the space program briefly. Those first brave test pilots who Mm -hmm. become the astronauts of the Mercury program, they go go up strapped to rockets, literally. Then we have, those are the guys, the right stuff guys Tom Wolf talks about. Then we get to the Apollo astronauts, those are the ones who walk on the moon. And then they also had the, probably the bravest self-rescue ever in Apollo 13 when they had to, you know. With Tom Hanks. Manage their (laughs) Uh re-entry so they didn't burn up Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well. uh, He's a national treasure. He really, really is. Mm -hmm. Then, obviously, the space program goes through some hard times. In the 1980s, there's the Challenger explosion, which was one of the space shuttles. After being excited by the space shuttle program in 1980, Mm -hmm. in by 86, you get the Challenger. horrific. Then you have uh, the 90s and the early aughts program continues. And then we have, in 2003, the Columbia explosion. So the program went through a lot of really difficult periods that we were aware of. But prior to that, you know, it was... Amazing, 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 right? Well, and there's all sorts of stuff always going on at, like, the International Space Station that we don't, Mm -hmm. like, keep track of. They're they're up there. Oh, yeah. No, totally. And they're they're watching us. (laughs) Consistently staying up there where we can't get to them. I can't see them. Would you ever want to go up there? Would you ever want to go to space? No. Really? That was quick. You thought about this? <laughs> no. No. I, <laughs> I'm risk averse. Oh, okay. How about, I'm guessing you would be all over that. I would go anywhere. You I put me you on would. a rocket. <laughs> We're going to shoot you to Mongolia. I'm like, as long as I can ride a rocket. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, yeah, anyway. But uh, the astronauts, as I told you before, NASA used to always like 
kind of position them. He's like super cool, like bigger than life characters, oh, yeah. right? And they did that because they had to justify the budgets and so forth. But also it was good for the American spirit at the time and so forth. But the one thing that we never really talk about is the reality of being an astronaut, which is that for often for astronauts, their time in space was something that left them emotionally disconnected, depressed, disillusioned, really? and blue. And we don't hear about that because they didn't want to uh, like risk the program. Yeah, and I had no idea. I didn't either. Like, I really, this is not something that was... Uh, I didn't know how common it was, basically. Yeah. There is apparently a profound perspective shift that comes when you go and do space travel. Like, if you can see the whole Earth at once, that tends to unsettle you a little. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And or to put it another way, if you can leave the planet and come back, it's kind of like a near-death experience. Yeah. For yeah. some people. It just really jars them. And, you know, it's also, if you want to be more grand, it's more like reincarnation. You went to the heavens and came back to right, Earth. Right, sure. You know, however you want to look at it, it's wild for the person who goes yeah, through it. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, right? And Buzz Aldrin, he was the second man to walk on the moon. He was an astronaut, doubled up, did a lot of stuff in space. And he's an undeniable badass, total, like, you know... Amazing brain, amazing willpower. It's hard to question the guy. You're not going to be like, oh, he's not tough. But he would often talk about how going to uh, taking his trips to space changed him. He mm -hmm. would essentially say that he fell into a deep darkness after returning to Earth. It was a, a morass of despair, he said, not, not unlike, say, the inky abyss of space. But right. <laughs> in Buzz Aldrin's book, uh, Return to Earth, he talks about how this darkness impinged on his life. He talked about how the times he'd be crying alone. He talked about how much he drank, the blues he felt all of his many affairs. He basically discovered there was this huge country mile wide self-destructive streak that yeah. ran down the center of his soul. That's and he was really like, brave to talk about too. Right? You know, like to admit it and confront it. Well, he hid it for a very, very long yeah. time. And yeah. then it, you know, it eventually came out. And so he started trying to like shepherd some of the younger astronauts. And mm -hmm. the, I will get back to him in a second. But the actor William Shatner recently went to space <laughs> in one of your low Earth orbit, like <laughs> went to space. He just went on a really high airplane. fingers. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Jeff Bezos, he said, hey, I'll take you to Elizabeth's space. And he, <laughs> he takes the trip, right? But it blew Captain Kirk, well, the actor who played Captain Kirk, mm -hmm. away. And, and I will uh, quote briefly okay. from Shatner. He was kind of surprisingly bleak about this. He said, quote, everything I thought was wrong, everything I had expected to see was wrong. I thought that going to space would be the ultimate catharsis of that connection I've been looking for between all living things. That being up there would be the next beautiful step to understanding the harmony of the universe. I love the mystery of the universe. I love all the questions that have come to us over thousands of years of exploration and hypotheses. But when I looked in the opposite direction, into space, there was no mystery, no majestic awe to behold. All I saw was death. No. Oh. Right? Jesus. Wow. Really kind, of, kind of a bummer. <laughs> but no one expects Captain Kirk to He was like dealing with some space. low oxygen levels and he was... <laughs> <laughs> oxygen deprived. All I see is death and my ears hurt. <laughs> no, but the uh, this emotional disruption, this bleak feeling that seems to be very common for people who leave the Earth, you know, it is something that we don't talk about with astronauts. Yeah. And Lisa Nowak's story is... Very much something to have. Why do you have that in the back of your mind right. while I tell you the rest of this? I no. would imagine that when you sep anytime you separate yourself out from something, it allows you to see it in a clearer way. Mm -hmm. And so, like when we're here living on the Earth and living our tiny little lives, you know, we're so deep in it we don't we don't pay attention to or we we everything is like a theoretical, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would imagine that if you're separated from that and you look down, like it feels like it would be really tragic to be able to see the whole earth and mm -hmm. think about like here's this beautiful thing and we do terrible things to it and to each other and like I wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> we <laughs> like, we're go messing back. this whole thing up. We're so bad to each other. We're so bad to this planet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm you know whatever. So that's why I probably shouldn't go to space. I, I that makes perfect sense. I can see <laughs> yeah. I can make it would leave you completely desolate to be yeah, quite it honest. Would. It would. Well, in 2004, Lisa Nowak gets her lucky chance to go to space. <laughs> it's like the worst golden ticket. Oh, dude, not only that, but a year prior, three of her friends from when she was an astronaut training corps, they died in the Columbia explosion. <gasps> oh, no. Including one of her best friends. Oh, and no. so she was really uh, struck by this. And yeah. the very next year, she gets, you know, her chance. And so and remember also, I told you she's a, a mother of young school-aged children. Yeah. So, we're going to take a short trip to space with Lisa Nowak and the Space Shuttle Discovery. You ready, Elizabeth? <laughs> Let's pretend it's happy now. Yeah, exactly. Space is depressing as hell now. And we're going to go there. <laughs> yeah. 
So 2004, I told you she gets assigned to uh, to be mission specialist for the crew of the STS-121, which is going to be Space Shuttle Discoveries, which is the second trip back to space since the Columbia explosion. Mm -hmm. Now, Lisa, uh, as I told you, was friends with one of the Columbia astronauts, and NASA wanted to know, how is this going to affect you? Should we, like, you know, bump this back? And she worked really hard to get her chance to be an astronaut. So she was, like, explaining to NASA, and she used her children to make her point. And I quote, I remember on that day sitting there with my son, and we were both watching together everything that's happening. And he reached over and he took my hand and said, Mom, I still want you to go. So it's a terrible tragedy to happen, but we know that there is a cause behind it and that we're going to continue to follow that. So she wanted to let them know, like, it's a family dream. It's my dream. We're doing this. Her kid didn't say that. No. <laughs> on <laughs> July 4th, 2006, she blasts off. She leaves the Earth, strapped to the top of a rocket, heads up to the International Space Station, mm-hmm. your third favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. And once there, Lisa operates the remote robot arm. They do the maintenance and they're fixing yeah. stuff and, you know, building things and adding things. They're up there for two weeks. And then Lisa returns to Earth and successfully, no, no problems. Now... At the time, what I haven't yet gotten to, but now is the best time, I imagine, to mm-hmm. break it out. She was also deeply in love with a fellow astronaut. So she's very excited to get back An to Earth. astronaut, not her husband. She's very excited to get back to the Earth to get back to his arms. That's what getting back to the Earth oh, means for her. Oh, boy, howdy. Yeah, he was not on the mission with her, but he was consuming her thoughts. And his yeah. name is Bill Offerline. Bill All right, Offerline. Bill Offerline. He was a former Navy flyboy, uh, a pilot turned astronaut. They've been having their affair since 2004. And, and his, what year is this? 2000? We're in 2000, uh, basically, we're in 2005, 2004 okay. at this point. So okay. we're, they, uh, she... So it's a freshly minted affair. Yes, yes, okay. exactly. She goes up in, 2000, I think, 2005 goes up, and then uh, he goes up in December, that's in 2005 as well, because mm-hmm. he's a, a pilot for the space shuttle. Okay. So... Now, Lisa, as I told you, deeply in love with Bill. In 2007, she wrote a letter to her, his mother, right? And I quote, Bill is absolutely the best person I've ever known, and I love him more than I knew possible. Your kindness in supporting us, even under such circumstances as have existed in the past, is nothing short of extraordinary. Fortunately, that past situation is finally coming to a close with formal separation and separate living arrangements accomplished, and I am in the process of completing all the official divorce paperwork. It is long overdue, but it is finally here, and I am very much looking forward to getting to know you even better. Now, Elizabeth, she wrote that after she attempted to kidnap her love rival for Bill's affections. <laughs> this lady, dude, she can't blame space on this. This is just... <laughs> their, their love affair, if you can say this, began innocently enough. No. No, we can't say... You know, I have a zero tolerance. I knew you did. And the, like, settle your own home. If you are unhappy in your marriage, uh-huh. settle your own... Affairs before you, you know, before you go have an affair. Before you unzip and step out. Get your house in order and then do whatever you, but ugh, that is just. They were both married at the time. They were both parents of young children. Both were Navy commanders working at Johnson Space Center in Houston. They shared a desk space at work. They also trained together. They traveled to Canada and they did astronaut cold weather training together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so they had to get warm afterwards. Oh, they all cuddled up. Now, Bill gets divorced in 2005. His wife serves in papers. Not his idea, but yeah. he, he gets divorced. <laughs> of course not. Lisa and her husband separated, but they don't file the paperwork because she still wants to go to to space. So she's like 2005. Well, they don't let divorced ladies into space? Well, no, she just doesn't want any any questions about her character. Like, do you need to take oh, a moment? She right. doesn't want anything to derail <laughs> the schedule. Like, you can't. She doesn't want anything there to basically signals weakness or for some yeah. reason that she may need to take a moment. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. want, yeah. So... Now, Bill, he gets divorced, gets his own place. Lisa stays there often, so he gives her a key. And uh, they start, you know, their new life together, trying to do what you would suggest, although not entirely. Mm-hmm. Now, they were ironically a very earthy couple, very passionate, right? <laughs> so they're, Now, there are all these jokes about astronauts having sex in space, right? Mm-hmm. But as I learned from reading about them, they uh, really like having sex on Earth. <laughs> because... <laughs> The sex in space is practically impossible because of the weightlessness. Like, it's all like, hold on to this. Grab yeah. it. How are you going to do it? Nothing to push off. You and need some gravity like for all good these, sex. There are people up there, too. Well, don't yeah. need to know what you're up to. There's that as well. Have some decency. But, I mean, think about it. Like, you talked about the guy who wanted to have sex on moon rocks, yeah. right? Well, yeah. I think how crazy it would be to actually have sex in space. Like, you know oh, some yeah. astronauts are going to hit it. Oh, yeah. But it's not the best place to do that. Because no. you're like pushing and then they both go that direction. And you know, right. that person's got to push <laughs> and back. Then, and then, oh, then you're both drifting off and bye. <laughs> exactly. 
So it happens. Now, things at this point, they were going well for Lisa and Bill, right? Right up until Bill met Colleen Shipman. Oh. Now, she's the third angle in our love triangle. Okay, so then this is another one of my things. If he cheats on you, he's going <laughs> to... Yeah. If he cheats to be with you, he will cheat on... Yeah, and yes. vice versa. If she... He would, yeah, he'll mm, cheat to get free of cheaters you. Cheaters will cheat. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Bill was away, away from Houston. He was in Florida at the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral. And uh, Colleen Shipman, she wasn't a Navy pilot like the two of them, but you know, she was in the Air Force. She was military, very serious and stringent, and uh, she tested hardware for space flights, and by most accounts, strikingly attractive. And she was also a little bossy, known as the little general to her neighbors. <laughs> now, Colleen <laughs> attended Penn State, one of your favorite schools, graduated in 2002 with a double major degree in chemical engineering and German. Shazam. Now, keep in mind... Wait, and German? Yeah. That's weird. Lisa graduated <laughs> high school in 1981. Okay. And so you hear there's an obvious age difference between these two women. Now, Colleen is 30, Lisa is a generation older, and the married mother of school-age kids. So Bill <sighs> went for the younger woman. He traveled <laughs> often from Houston to secretly spend time with Colleen. The two grow close and very quickly, and only space will separate them. Literally, because no. in December 2005, he goes and he pilots his <laughs> shuttle mission to space. And while he's at the International Space Station, she sends him dirty emails. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, there's, like, I found a couple just because I know how much you love dirty emails. Yeah, totally. So, the subject line for one was, I need a rub down. Ew. Uh... <laughs> and in the body of the email, and I quote, We'll have to control myself when I see you. First urge will be to rip your clothes off, throw you on the ground, and love the hell out of you. Love the hell out of you. I'm really just going to love you up. And then, like, the next email from her is, like, a forwarded joke chain. I'm going to have love being extruded from your pores. Just... Now, these, I love that the astronauts want to throw each other on the ground. Like, the, the Very, sexiest thing I can do is to throw you on our home planet and love you I'm just going to push you head first into the side panel of a Chevy S10. <laughs> love you up. <laughs> Get some of that terra firma, baby. Now, Bill's emails, unsurprisingly, mm -hmm. lacked the same passion and um, <laughs> fluency. Well, with... and he can't remember who he's sending him to. He's like, hey, baby. He doesn't say a name. <laughs> to keep something like... <laughs> In the flank. Hey, space baby. He's all, like, oh, that's what he always calls me. He wrote in his email to her, I need to see you. I'm having Colleen withdrawals. Must see Colleen. That's it, right? <laughs> Gross. Now, meanwhile, there's Lisa Nowak, totally in the dark about poor all this. Lisa. Well, no, not poor Lisa, but go ahead. Yeah, Bill had lied to Colleen about Lisa and lied to Lisa about Colleen. So according to Colleen, when he told me we ha he had this relationship and then he broke it off with her. Now, as Colleen would later tell the Orlando police, I asked him, are you sure that she's okay with this? Because you know how these things go. And I said, is there going to be some crazy lady showing up at my door trying to kill me? And he said, no, 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 no. She's not like that. She's fine with it. She's happy for me. She's happy for me. Yes. Now, that was what we in the storytelling industry call <laughs> a lie. Lisa Wait, can I also just say that if anyone uses your name in, like, put your name... As so-and-so told the Orlando police, <laughs> like, low point, plant the flag, low point in your life. You've reached the nadir, low everything point. up from here. <laughs> um, in January 2006, Lisa, who had been oblivious to all this, uh, she starts to get the truth because Bill returns from space. He's had the moment where he's like, oh, I need to get right with he's myself. He's a real and space case. So he tells Lisa the truth, and he says... Uh, I told her that I'd met Colleen and I'd fallen <laughs> in love and I was wanting to pursue an exclusive relationship with Colleen. Is he okay? No, he's not. <laughs> now, at least that's what he told the Orlando police that he told oh, her. Okay. I don't know there if he actually told her that, but yeah. whatever. That's the quote. Now, according to Bill, when he told Lisa that it was over, quote, she seemed a little disappointed, but she seemed to be accepting of that. Uh -huh. Yeah, right? Now, the next day, she calls him, and the day after that, she calls him, just like the day before she'd called him, and all the rest of the days that he knew her, she called him, because she was not okay with it. No, <laughs> She no. was lying. No, these are all very... Astronauts are intense people. Yes, with plans and goals, and they achieve their goals. And then you throw goals. all this messy business in there? Exactly. Ooh, la la. Now, we're... We have uh, Lisa making plans to keep, stay with Bill. So they decide to keep cycling together so she can, like, you know, spend time with him. And they log flight hours in their training aircraft. And she's also, you know, making, meanwhile, making plans about what to do with her new love rival, Colleen. Well, while she's preparing for this, 
it becomes her new mission in life. And, you know, as we've talked about, how focused she is. So one day... She's she, a mission commander. Exactly. Hello. She's going to get it done. <laughs> so she uses her key to Bill's apartment to go and check his email. And <laughs> she finds an email from Colleen that laid out her upcoming travel itinerary to come to Houston and to meet Bill and to spend time. They plan to be together from February 1st to February 4th. And it's so much fun. And she also must have found the emails with the subject lines like, I need a rub down. Yeah. So she, you know, started seeing red and uh. Lisa now knows where Colleen will be. She knows when Colleen would arrive there. And ever the logistic queen, Lisa comes up with her mission plan. Nice. Now, Elizabeth, I'm sure you'd appreciate Lisa's sense of logistics. I love logistics. It's kind of your jam. It's I'm all about it. Well, here's what she does. She prints out a map from Houston to Orlando. She prints out the maps of Orlando where Colleen was living at the time. Mm -hmm. Then she constructs a handwritten list, lots more lists, because, you know, you have to have lists. You gotta have lists. I mean, you know, if you're doing a criminally insane plan, lists are number one. Totally. So she knows that she needs a gun. So that's number one. Need a gun. Number two, (laughs) need a hunting knife. Number three, (laughs) need gloves. Number four, binoculars. Then she goes down, discreet hitman style ball cap, uh, sunglasses, makeup, a wig a trench coat, some sweats for the long drive, um, plenty of food and water, maybe some beef jerky, a cooler for the food. (laughs) Exactly. So she has all this, oh yeah, and adult diapers. Now, luckily she's got these special astronaut diapers, so Mm -hmm. she's ready to go. Meanwhile, Colleen has made the trip to Houston to see Bill. The two lovers have a good time, but not a great time. Do you know why it wasn't a great time? Because Lisa had left her cycling bike at Bill's place to kind of like mark her territory. So Colleen sees it, she demands that Bill get rid of it. You're like, I want this gone. Take it back to her place. She's like, I don't know where uh, I don't know where she is. Right. And so she's really upset. And she says, and I quote, it made me very uncomfortable. It made me want to pull away from this relationship because it made me think that he didn't quite cut his ties, maybe. You think? Yeah, but then there was the other greater, uh, like, clarifier for her is when they were lying in bed and she he called her Lisa by mistake. <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Gotta God. love that. I know you love oh that. Oh, my God. But she almost broke it off by then, but it was too late because at that point, she had her tickets bought. She needed to get back home, and Lisa Nowak was on her way to get rid of Colleen. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. So after this little short break, because Lisa has hundreds of miles to go before she sleeps. <laughs> We'll be back with the rest of this unhinged story. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, Time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. All right, Elizabeth. Zarin. You ready for the big confrontation? I'm so ready. I've I'm set so it up. ready. 
You've got your astronauts primed. Yeah. You got Bill. Yeah. Then you've got Colleen, who's very intense. Yeah. And we also have our girl Lisa Nowak, who, you know, is just gonna get the job done. Oh yeah. Logistics now, queen. And she's got diapies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so after driving nine hundred miles reportedly in her adult diapers, so diapies. She, she makes good time. Lisa is a little tired and moody. Now, Elizabeth, I'd Well, like... she's been sitting in her own filth. Oh yeah. And steaming <laughs> filth. Just <laughs> Elizabeth, I'd like you to close your eyes. No! <laughs> to picture it. All right, you asked for it. It's February 3rd. You're at the Orlando airport. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. You're yeah. wondering what choices you've been making in your life. <laughs> Low point. You're, you were on a sales trip. You were in Houston selling glass eyeballs to the VA hospital system. You did great. You locked up the deal. And now on your way back home. But there's one problem. When you arrive in Orlando, your luggage is not there. And you're like, damn it. I wanted to get home. I got I got tickets to go to the Epcot Center in the morning. All but, my eyeball samples. Yeah, exactly. So with your luggage yet to arrive, you have to wait. And there's one other woman alone waiting with you there at 3 in the morning for your luggage. The two of you have just been kind of like, you know, keeping each other company, not really talking, but, you know, making sure that you're safe and you're alone in an airport yeah. late in the night. Now, what you don't know is that waiting for the woman who's there waiting with you, is there another woman? Lisa Nowak. She's in her car sitting alone, clutching a photo of Colleen that she has stolen from Bill's place, and she's using binoculars to surveil her target. No way. He also sees you as you get up. Your luggage is finally here. Yay! You get to go home. It looks like you will get to go to the Epcot Center yes. tomorrow morning. Now, time for Lisa to make her move. She gets out of her car and stalks to where you two are. She's got a big soggy caboose. <laughs> Diapies. <laughs> You and the other woman walk together to the shuttle bus that'll take you to the airport parking lot. You both feel safer not being alone, yeah. so it's 3 a.m., I told you, right? Now, just before the shuttle bus pulls away, a third woman gets on the bus. You didn't recognize this woman. She wasn't on your flight, but she catches your eye because she has no luggage. She's also wearing a black wig. She has on sunglasses and a trench coat, <laughs> and it's 3 a.m. in the morning. There's no sun out. Yeah. And it's not. It's Orlando. What's with the trench coat? So she looks like a kid's idea of a spy. Right, She's right. Like, I just escaped from a Pink Panther movie and I made it onto the <laughs> shuttle bus. Now, the black wig is so bad, you can't help but stare at it's it. It's like You're a like, Halloween fright wig. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh girl, come on now. Yeah. But... The other woman is, you know, also wearing a nondescript ball cap like a hitman in a Michael Mann movie. So you're like, is this, what, what's now going I'm on Now I'm not here? feeling safe. <laughs> I don't feel safe. <laughs> so the shuttle bus drops the three of you off in the airport parking lot. And you're like, okay, you each walk to your car. But you notice that the other woman, in the one in the bad wig and the trench coat, mm -hmm. she seems to be following the lady from your flight. You get in your car and you decide not to leave right away. You watch for a moment. You, nosy. you have a bad feeling. Yeah, and yeah. you're nosy. And I'm nosy. So <laughs> you watch as the woman from your flight, Colleen, reaches her car. The woman in the bad wig and the trench coat, Lisa, and the clearly following her. <laughs> Colleen, like you, looks nervous. She, Colleen rushes to open her car door. She manages to get it open and get in safely inside. So she's like feeling a little better now. And you're feeling a little better. Everyone. We're all feeling good. Except for people wearing black wigs are feeling better. I mean, you're feeling as best as you can for three in the morning in Orlando. <laughs> Everything's looking up now. You're about to leave. Everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> but before Colleen can start the car, Lisa slaps the car window. And Colleen and you both practically jump out of your skin. You're like, what the? Now, Lisa says through the car window, can, uh, can you help me, please? My boyfriend was supposed to pick me up and he is not here. I've been traveling and it's late. Can you give me a ride to the parking office? And you can't quite hear her response. But Colleen is like, uh, oh, no, uh, if you need help, I'll send someone to help you. Smart. Now, Lisa isn't about to give up. She's driven way too long to get here. So she says, can, can I use your phone? And Colleen's quick. Like you, she's ready with a good lie. She's like, oh, my phone battery's dead. No, Can't help no, you. No is a complete sentence. Ooh, good answer. Can I use your phone? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then uh, hit the gas, peel out, <laughs> now Lisa, do some donuts. She's getting desperate because she's worried that uh, Colleen's going to peel out and do some donuts. So she's yeah. like... Okay, uh, what I got left? She starts crying. She just starts starts crying. So That's she, when I really hit the gas and get out of there. <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah," and Colleen's like, "I can't hear what you're saying." <laughs> and and you know, Colleen must have felt a little bad because she starts to lower her car window, and you're watching. You're like, "Girl, no!" <laughs> and your instincts are right because just as Colleen is explaining by saying, "My phone battery is a debt," she gets hit in the face with a spray of pepper spray, <laughs> and Lisa just lays into it. 
This is filter base. Oh yeah, it's pretty much painted, right? Five pumps. Colleen shouts, you bitch, right? Her car is already on. She's got the engine idling. She floors it with a face full of pepper spray. Oh, Can't God. see, goes through the parking lot, escapes. You're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Is this like some like uh, mid-level marketing thing going on? I don't know about, what, what is this? <laughs> mid-level anyway. marketing wars. <laughs> Lisa has just blown her kidnapping. That's what's yeah, going on, much. right? She drove all those miles in the adult diaper for nothing. Diapy. <laughs> Half an hour later, Lisa will be in custody. The Orlando police will arrest her after she gets spotted disposing of her bad black wig and the BB gun that she had. She had a BB gun? Oh, yeah. Did a you Red Rider? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, when the police take apart Lisa's car, the cops discover a mallet, a four-inch, a four-inch buck knife. Wait, I'm sorry. Is yeah. that a mallet? <laughs> exactly. Not a hammer. A mallet. She's like, I'm going to tenderize <laughs> your tenders. beef lady. Now, she also has rubber tubing. Oh, like, oh good yeah. golly. And rubber gloves. And the cops discover a set of bondage photos that were her inspiration for what she was going to do. Like, this is how to tie a knot. And oh. then here's how to restrain a person. Like, it was, Space made her a real sicko. I don't know. I don't think. I think she just needed. <laughs> Oh, like not, not work. That's like she's sick. like these are the best examples of knots I can find online. I don't know. Uh, no, no, come on now. <laughs> I don't think it was kinky though. I really based no, on the reports. No, I think she's a sicko. I think she was like you know it was like old maybe degradation, but I don't think she was getting off from it. Anyway, hmm. the DA's office, they decide we know what to do with this. So they charge Lisa with attempted murder, attempted sure. kidnapping, attempted burglary, actual attempted battery, tubing. destruction of evidence, <laughs> attempted illegal tubing. <laughs> now, in the police report, there was one She's particular... She's going to make an enema. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Go on. I'm giving you that one. I'm going to give a little space. Thank you. Now, in the police report, there was one particular detail of the story that jumped out. This was the detail that ended up becoming the story. There are these specially made diapers for astronauts. Nice. Now, AKA diapies. <laughs> exactly. The technical term is diapies. But you got to say it like that. Diapies. Like you're like, like that's like you're spitting bars. Like I just got to the front and I said, hey, where's your diapies in yeah. the store? You're like, all I want is diapies. My girl, she sent me with 20 bucks for some diapies. There it is. You got now, it. Since it takes a long time to get you out of your spacesuit, mm -hmm. astronauts, they wear adult diapers because yeah. they just, you know, just. They must be like high quality for astronauts. Yeah, ones. absorbent. Yeah. yeah. Now they're called maximum absorption garments. Mags. Mags. They really are called mags. Like yes. you got your mags there, Steve. <gasps> no. I like to call Sport them mags. adult action diapers. That's, that's my term for the them. The ads. If I, it's not a good of an acronym. I can see why they don't use it, but it's more fun to say. I'm going to tell I'm rocking mags. Now, of course, I want you to, this to be clear. I don't mean to make fun of anybody who wears adult diapers. No, Absolutely, not at all. There's nothing, nothing wrong with adult diapers. The whole no. point of the, the funny part for me about this is how the adults talk about the adult diapers. Well, it's the idea, too, that, like, it's not... It, she just doesn't want to stop the car because she's out to, like, kill some lady. Yeah, that's my... That's, that's like... That's and the fact that you're going to put in. on diapers yeah. and do that, like, <laughs> like, no. This is the only way I can There's make like, good time. Honestly, it's like... That's not a Man, big... Man, how whatever. long does it take to pee? Like, seriously, you're making... Yeah, that's my thing. 10, 15 minutes here, 10, 15 minutes it there. It seems a little indulgent, <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> Now, admittedly, I have taken the big Gatorade bottle with me. I know her thinking. You know? I'm like, I get it. Now, at one level, though, when you say adult diapers, it does mm -hmm. kind of sound like adult pacifier or adult feeding bib. It's like, oh, the adult part becomes comical because it doesn't belong. Right. But adults wear diapers. There yeah, is nothing. It's just... just more of a sizing thing. You know, it's right. like, so you buy the right ones. Right. Yeah. Anyway, like... Imagine though if we did have adult pacifiers, you could just like pop it in someone's mouth I and they're, they're being called all cigarettes. cranky. <laughs> like, is this 1983? <laughs> no one does. Hey. It's called vaping, Zaren. <laughs> well, Look it up. If you say so. <laughs> That's adult pacifier. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't really do the job I'm talking about where you can be like, no, no, you're, you're so grouchy. Sure. Put this in your mouth. Shh. A uh, lollipop. There you go, Steve. There you go. Just, <laughs> just suck on it. There you go, Steve. Calm down. Just, just, yeah. Okay. No? Okay. Well, the lollipop. I mean, that would work too. Mm -hmm. But uh, returning to the adult diapers. Yes. The, uh, the, if you're willing to yourself and sit in your own filth just so you can make better time that is where the key of the funny is, in right. my opinion. Right. And you agree, right? Now, the adult diapers part, you know, it's the focus for the the group you would imagine. Late night talk right. show host. They jump all over it. Jimmy Kimmel joked, and I quote, A woman who's willing to wear a diaper so I don't have to pull over in the car? I would marry that woman. Wah, wah. Exactly. So, like, a bunch of sexist Is jokes that who, about... Who told that joke? Jimmy Kimmel. 
I had a dream about Jimmy Kimmel last night that he had his own line of orange blossom honey. <laughs> but serious? I didn't want anyone in my family to consume it because we all were supposed to hate him. Because you're not supposed to like Jimmy. I don't Jimmy. have any opinion on him, but that's it's weird that you're mentioning him. That's yeah, weird. well, Jimmy Kimmel, adult action diapers. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, the, it wasn't just Jimmy Kimmel, Go though. On. In the rest of the the, the culture, mm-hmm. these diapers became a thing. Like, uh, And specifically the, the astronaut part. So, like, my favorite of the franchises, Law & Order, Criminal Intent, they did a rip from the headlines show about oh, yeah, 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 it called yeah. Rocket Man. I don't watch TV, but no. I, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was about I just got excited imagining if it, <laughs> if it was something I could ever watch. Yeah, if, if you maybe might have <laughs> pr- thought you watched maybe. it. Maybe. Well, there was also something you might have liked, a Ben Folds of Ben Folds 5. He wrote a song about it. Brick? No, c- Cologne. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. Also, your favorite rapper, Common. He rhymed in his song, <laughs> Driving Me Wild. This choice lyric, driving herself crazy like the astronaut lady. Oh, diapies. <laughs> he needs the diapies, you're right. What is it wrong? Does His better. turtleneck's too tight. <laughs> now, Lisa Nowak, she, uh, the Florida State, they're like, look, you need to get out of Orlando. We're sending you back to Houston. <laughs> they put a GPS ankle bracelet on her, so that way the state of Florida would be warned if she crossed over the border back into Florida, and they sent her back to Texas. <laughs> and Houston's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, Settle down. <laughs> so she gets to Houston. Her parents are there to meet her, which is really nice. And then there's also the international media there to meet her, which is not so nice. That's pretty nice. They descend on her neighborhood like a pack of vultures. They're just like ready for any pickings, right? And there's like all the, you know, there's the Daily Mail, the Sun, the New York Post, but also CNN sent a satellite truck, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, everybody's there. Dr. Phil, he sent a FedEx package to the house. What? Yeah. Was but, it his diaper? No, it was just like, you know, like him well, asking for an interview. I don't know what was inside the box, but we know that What's doctor- in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Dr. Phil was camped outside. He sent outside. her Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. He's just like, <laughs> just, let's just put it out yeah, there. That's where the, that whole standing of seven and comes from. And then his astronaut diaper was shoved in her mouth. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm glad you mentioned the astronaut Mark Kelly. (laughs) I'm just going to skip right to him. (laughs) Sorry. He steps into the middle of this media storm to try to calm down the noise because he's a decent guy. He's like, yeah, he's just like Mr. All-American dude. Yeah, he's like, oh, I called Lisa last week and she sounds pretty depressed to me. We're going to try to get together with her this week. She has nothing to do. She just sits in her house all day, every day. And he's just like trying to humanize her, which is really the thing I think that's important is people Mm -hmm. forget. They're like, astronaut, astronaut, astronaut. It's like, no, no, just person. This poor woman has to deal with the consequences of her actions. Well, no, it's not what I mean. <laughs> but anyway, Lisa, she loses nearly everything, but not her freedom. She only, she gets a plea deal. She manages to get a year's probation and she makes very few public statements in that time. But outside of the courtroom, she did apologize to Colleen. She mm-hmm. said, I know this has been very hard for Colleen Shipman and I would like her to know how very sorry I am for having frightened her in any way and about the subsequent public harassment that has followed all of us. Hmm. Now, this media storm has, by that point, had long since moved on because Anna Nicole Smith passed away like two days after oh, all of yeah, this. Oh, yeah, and that and so just was like, was like... Forget space. We got you. Yeah, yeah, they loved that What one. a time. <laughs> he was just living. <laughs> so the folks in Hollywood, they decide, you know what, this story, this is a movie. <gasps> so they get Natalie Portman to star in it, and it keeps the story alive in the culture, except for the problem is that the movie bombed. The movie was terrible. It get generally I've never panned. heard of it. What yeah. was it called? Well, uh, it was called Lucy in the Sky. The reason why you never heard of it is because it's what we in the Hollywood business call terrible. <laughs> <laughs> is that an industry term? Yeah, it is. It's, oh, uh, I would like to give you the technical term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the film tanked because, and when it tanked, Natalie, she blamed the adult diapers. <laughs> Stop it. But really, she blamed the lack of adult diapers because Portman and the director decided to leave the diapers out of the story. They decided, you know, this this astronaut who drove 900 miles in adult diapers, we're just going to do the 900 miles. So, uh, <laughs> so, they missed such a good scene of, like, her in the bathroom the strapping scenes. up. Yeah, and, like Waddling out with a tight fit. Like, how are you going to leave out the space diapers? I mean, I don't know. if you're going to be playing it for that, for the desperation. Are they silver? The space diapers silver? I just Let's assume they, they look are. like duct tape. Yeah. yeah. Duct tape on diapers. 
when she like leans over the window of Colleen's car, like little rides to, up. It's no, it's leaking out the leg. Oh lord! Because it doesn't have that like Huggies <laughs> technology. It doesn't have the absorbent grip. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're like the two year old toddler leg that you know, it's like, oh, nothing's gonna escape this diaper. And NASA's like, how do you do it? <laughs> like you gotta have to- those chubby toddler legs. <laughs> this is why we need private That's public holds partnership. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now Slate went so far as to also like disparage this movie. They wrote a, a piece with the title "I'm boycotting Natalie Portman's diaperless." astronaut diaper movie. (laughs) <laughs> to really get to the point. And in response, Natalie Portman went to the LA Times and she said, oh, the diaper sadness. True story. She really did say uh, that. Now, she also added a little bit more salient appraisal if you'd like a little more from Natalie Portman. Always. It was an interesting detail because it was something that seemed so radical to all of us listening to it, but actually it's part of an astronaut's life. They wear diapers the whole time because that's what you do in space. It's not like it would be an unusual choice. It seems a, like a lot nuttier if that's not something you do every day. But I guess I still have a diaper movie in my future to fulfill everyone's expectations. Natalie. So she was not in space going to Orlando. <laughs> they wear them in space, Natalie. The she, diapers. No, she, not on she Earth. She did not get it. No. But, you know, for fans of diaper Natalie. movies, you got something to look forward to. Natalie yeah, Portman's got one deal? in the bank for you. <laughs> now, after the international. She's got a diapy in the chamber. <laughs> got a heater coming. <laughs> after the. Excuse me. <laughs> After the international media moves on, Lisa Nowak, she finally gets to speak publicly about this adult diaper situation and clarify the record. She says something to her Naval Review Board about whether or not she gets to stay in the Navy. She did not. She testified under oath that she was, quote, not wearing the diaper, but it had been in the car since an evacuation drill during Hurricane Rita more than a year before, right? So she's like, they weren't, it's not, come on. Like, maybe I had them in the car. It was just a spare diapy in the back. Yeah, I just keep them around in case I need them, right? Now, there was, the reason why this all came about I kind of want one... some for my earthquake kit now, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> there was an Orlando detective named William Becton who started this whole adult diaper business because mm-hmm. he wrote in his report that he opened a trash bag in Lisa's car and discovered two used adult diapers. Ew. And a quote. I then asked Mrs. Nowak why she had the baby diapers. Mrs. Nowak said that she did not want to stop and use the restroom, so she used the diapers to collect her urine. But he never took any photos of their dirty diapers because he photographed a bunch of the other evidence. But he decided, we don't need images of dirty diapers. I'll just put that in the report. And that's what her lawyer used to basically argue, we have no proof, right? Yeah. He, he went on and, yeah, I quote, the biggest lie in this preposterous tale that has been told is that my client drove from Houston, Texas to Orlando, Florida, nonstop wearing a diaper. That is a, an absolute fabrication. There were toddler-sized diapers in a car when she was arrested, but they were several years old. It is no big deal. It is a simple diaper. <laughs> Vintage toddler diapers. <laughs> she just has some retro diapers. I mean, <laughs> she's a diaper collector, a curator, Man, uh, an aficionado, a diaper. That Houston to Orlando pipeline Oof, for yeah. bad astronaut business, man. <laughs> <laughs> Now, according to her lawyer, Lisa Lodowak didn't wear any of the adult action diapers. Uh-huh. She just drove 900 miles to confront her rival, and that's all that it was. And, you know, she had to carefully construct a set of maps and the mallet and the hunting knife. But leave out the diapers, people. Yeah. Come on. What are you, salacious? <laughs> now, there was one person who also agreed with him, Colleen Shipman, who told the news program 2020, quote, I don't mean to be offensive or anything, but that's pretty superficial. I mean, you don't you think the woman committed a crime and the headlines are saying that, oh, she wore a diaper. So, yeah, added bonus. Hello. <laughs> that's the power windows in this sports car. <laughs> exactly. In the end, things worked out better for uh, Colleen, though. She and Bill wound up getting married. No way. They moved up to Alaska. Colleen became a writer. She published a novel. And uh, she and Bill now have a son. Mm, until Bill meets the next young thing. <laughs> Good luck, Colleen. She moved to a place where there's fewer next young that's things. That's right. <laughs> She's like, where are there a lot of men? <laughs> now, meanwhile, Lisa divorced her husband. Most recently, in 2019, her lawyer told People Magazine, quote, that Lisa is now in a better place than She's doing well. Oh, she so, okay. she's in a better place now. All's well that ends well. <laughs> <laughs> and for me and for you, I'm going to go get us some of those NASA adult action diapers yeah. for our next long drive or for you just yeah. for sitting around if you want for Perfect. like, oh, I'm not watching TV. But if I was for the next six hours, <laughs> I don't need to get later. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. So, Elizabeth, uh-huh. do you have a second? Uh-huh. What's our ridiculous takeaway? Don't go yeah. to space. <laughs> That's it. Full Just stop. Full stop. Don't period. go to space. It's not worth it. Space is not the place. Not the place. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank, that was... thank you for sharing that story. Oh, you know, I just know how much you love stories about Diapies. human filth and <laughs> <laughs> sitting in it for long periods of time. Yep, so I found this me. one. I was like, oh, Elizabeth will love this. <laughs>
<laughs> well, you can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and the Instagram. Twitter, that's where we put up the posts and you can respond to us. And Instagram, you can do the same, but it's most likely going to be a picture. Now, we also have an email account if you want to send us a story or a tip or uh, maybe a confession. You can email us at RidiculousCrime at gmail.com. We'll be back later with another insane tale of ridiculous criminality. Thanks for listening. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. Produced and edited by Buzz Aldrin Fan Club President Dave Couston. Research is by the unofficial mayor of Cape Canaveral, Marissa Brown. Our theme song is by Ground Control to Major Tom Lee. And Space Cadet, Travis Dutton. Executive producers are Ben, I want to go to space, Bolin, and Noel, yes, I'd also like one ticket to space, Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.